Welcome to Average Joe Meets the UK's Everyday Entrepreneurs, where we talk to all kinds of business owners across the country about how they got started and what it's really like to run their business, so that we can learn and be inspired to start something of our own. Hello, here's a Christmas treat. Today we welcome Claire Bennett, who runs a coaching business with a specific target market of small businesses. After a career in the London insurance sector, she took some time out to study positive psychology and from there went on to establish her own business under her own name and you can check her out at clairebennett.com. Claire's niche is in offering an array of coaching and workshops focused around bringing the theory and practical aspects of positive psychology into small businesses so that owners, staff, the self-employed all work towards a state of thriving and away from surviving. As part of this, she heavily focuses on well-being, especially for those who work from home, as this shifts to become the new norm for many of us. This episode is a double whammy, as we get her story about setting up her business, with some interesting client stories and wins, but also lots of tips and advice for everyone around productivity, time management and how to work well. So happy listening and happy Christmas. Hello Claire. Hi. Thanks for coming. Um, it's great to get a referral from your sister, Thank Jumping you. Jacks. Um, <laughs> at Jumping Jacks. Um, I was thinking today that we could find out obviously about your story, mm. um, but also maybe focus, as, as this is a small business podcast uh, and you coach small business owners, just get maybe get some of your top tips and insights and um, about just how to go about and maybe people that are thinking about making a change and their mindsets and I was looking at your website and I really like those three points um, that you said about how you can help clients or your clients about creating that clear vision and path establishing the momentum which we all need help with and that motivation and the really important one about the challenging limiting beliefs which and, and exploring that mindset and headspace needed for success which I think is really important so I'd love to talk to you more about that but let's go back to the beginning of Claire's story. What were you doing before ClaireBennett.com came about? Um, so, yeah, so I am um, a bit of a mismatch of stuff, but I started life in corporate, in insurance, um, worked there for nearly 10 years, um, and then ended up um, meeting my now husband. Um, and We ended up living in Madrid for four and a half years. Um, in that time, um, I kind of did little bits, but never really kind of had a, a full-time job, but I kind of read lots and, um, got back into psychology, um, and also kind of taught English a little bit and all of that. And then we came back after four and a half years and I went straight back into corporate, um, and worked, um, for a litigation department, um, after two years of doing it, um, got made redundant, um, which at the time I thought, oh, this is why I've got to go look for another job. And but actually it was the best thing. I decided that, right, I wanted to get back into psychology. I actually wanted to do something with the degree that I had done. Um, had and you done found a degree, had you? I had, yeah, already by that point, I'd done my degree. Um and I found a great course called Applied Positive Psychology and Coaching Psychology. Um, and what I loved about it was it was it's 
psychology is a great subject, but it looks at your deficits, human deficits. So when you're, what's wrong with us? What's this? Where positive psychology actually takes it and says, okay, well, what's right with us? What's what's good about us? What are our strengths? How can we work towards those? So it kind of flips it a little bit. And that really intrigued me. Um, and then there was this kind of add-on of coaching psychology. Um, but after I'd done it, I kind of realized that that's the route to kind of talk to people about positive psychology is coaching or workshops and things like that. Um, So I finished my master's um, in applied positive psychology at mid-2019. Was that a one-year course, like a full-time one-year course? It was, yeah. So it was just over a year. Um, They managed to give us an extra couple of months. Um, So it was just over a year, quite intense. Um, You have to be coached during that time and you have to do lots of self-reflection. So it's quite an intense kind of, masters so I think I I finished September 2019 and kind of gave myself a couple of weeks of uh, rest before that Mm. and you were working in corporate you were made redundant yes and then was that the the trigger point for you to say right I'm going to do what I want to do which is I wanted I've been wanting to do this for a while is that absolutely yeah yeah it was and um and I think when a lot of us have to be pushed before we make these big decisions. Um, but I think deep down, you already know you want to make that decision. Um, but we're kind of, we always come up with the excuses why it's not a good time. Um, and most of the big changes in our life have kind of, you feel like they've been forced upon you. But once you look back at it, it was the best thing. It was the best timing. It was because you kind of just get on with it. Um, so I'd love to be one of these people that take the jump before I'm pushed. But, um, I think for the majority of us, we need that, that kind of kick over the edge. Yeah, I do. I'd agree. And, um, yeah, you'd be a a brave person to do it when, (laughs) when you've got this sort of stable income and yeah, it's, it's a hard one to sort of Mm. stop. But, and were you able to support yourself during that time from savings that you'd made and working in insurance? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was very lucky. Um, also, I'm lucky that um, I've got a partner that can kind of cover most things. Um, uh, maybe not so many nice holidays and things like that. But um, and he's very supportive, um, mainly because he's found something that he loves. Um, so the fact that I used to moan about work constantly, I think he kind of thought, well, if she's doing something she loves, she might happy, she might not moan. Happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you did your course and you had a few weeks off. Yeah. Um, and then kind of ha- had to decide what kind of company. So you've got this master's, but it, it it's a whole array of information. And you kind of have to start to look at what you want to do with that and what you resonate with and what you don't. Um, and I kind of felt I liked the idea of working with people and teams and stuff but all I'd ever known was big corporations and I know from that that it's really it's not that they don't want to make changes but I think it's harder to make cultural and um 
systematic changes in those big organizations and I think sometimes especially with something like positive psychology so it can include things like mindfulness comes from that um other things that resilience um mindset all of these stuff comes from research within positive psychology and they've tried to incorporate into corporate but sometimes it's a band-aid over over a bigger problem um so my thing was that actually I wanted to work with people that are running their own companies or smaller companies where I felt I could probably make more of an impact and see the results as well a little bit selfishly but that I could see that I was making a difference um so I decided that they were the kind of clients that I wanted to work with um and then it was just identifying where they are I think it's kind of getting out there and finding what groups of people you can talk to so where do these people hang out where are they what kind of groups are they looking at on social media what kind of it's it's that kind of stuff trying to get into their head um so I started to kind of contact people through LinkedIn try and work locally as well um because you can kind of resonate um and then then obviously 2020 and lockdown happened and but luckily the kind of stuff that I was doing I was able to move it online um and then just contact these businesses that I was talking to and saying right we're going to move it online and let's just change this change that and so what I was doing was kind of running small workshops with either their team their teams or with them individually um and especially for them during lockdown it was a whole changed some people's businesses were kind of going backwards some were growing somewhere yeah, so, the, so the, was... the need for a, a sort of like third party mm. person to talk to about this massive change to everyone yeah. was probably a higher was mm. it than, mm. i mean obviously in, money was probably for some of these small business something that they needed to think about but i guess having that th- that advisor like mm. you would have been quite important at that time Absolutely. And I mean, they were at home with family and wives and kids, and it's not necessarily the the right people to talk to. Um, I know that when I talk business with my husband, it doesn't always end up the, the way that I'd want to, because they kind of see it from a different view, where when you've got someone that's there to listen to you, and not necessarily give you advice, but just to listen, um, that's what they've, they've said is probably so worth the money and right. quite often you work out your own problems um just by just by talking out loud about them so so do you could you kind of reflect on like your first couple of customers then mm. and how you got them yeah and how did you actually get some money out of them? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and your feelings about it yeah absolutely important. so um one of my first uh clients I worked with he was starting um so he used to be a a biology teacher um, and then um, he decided that he loved teaching but he didn't like teaching classes and stuff so he decided to start his own online tutoring company Um, so he had gone and he'd got kind of some he'd joined a course in terms of getting um how to do ads how to get himself out there how to attract these um how to attract obviously his clients and things like that um but what he was really struggling with was that kind of keeping himself motivated um because when you're working for an organization 
or in his case, working for a school, he had to be there at nine o'clock in the morning. He had classes that he needed to teach. He had to be prepared. He had to be this. He had to be that. But he just felt that he was starting this company. He was doing everything. Um, but he, in some ways, had too much time um, and never felt like he was kind of achieving anything quick enough. So he had managed to get some um, tutoring um, and he had enough tutoring um, to kind of cover his costs. But he wanted to kind of push that. But also in his downtime, he wanted to be able to switch off. So he felt like he was working 12, 15 hours a day. Um, so in which case he was earning a lot less than working as a teacher and he actually was working longer hours and so it was about changing his mindset in terms of he needed he had chosen to start this company because he wanted more freedom he wanted to be able to work the hours that he wanted to be able to work obviously in lockdown it didn't quite work out but he also wanted to have the freedom to be able to go and work somewhere else like travel and be able to still do his job um and so what we did was start to look at what out what did he want to work what hours did he and the fact that okay he had to kind of work more unsociable and I say unsociable we're like past five o'clock because that's when the kids would want to be cheated um it meant that he didn't have to start work till midday if he didn't want to and he could spend that morning doing the stuff that he wanted to but also he could choose that actually I'm not going to work a Wednesday evening I'm going to do all of the the business stuff during the day on a Wednesday and I'm going to take Wednesday off and go and see friends or do whatever and I think it was just trying to get him into that mindset of you don't have to follow what you've already been doing and that you are it's a sort of like d we're so in the system of Mm. nine to five nine to five nine to five Monday to Friday Monday to Friday and kind of like deprogramming him yeah yeah. With some help. <laughs> yeah. I go, I'm fine to have a coffee at 10 o'clock. Mm. I will have to work at 7 o'clock, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when you're doing those things, enjoy them. Not yes. think, oh, yeah. I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And I find that a lot with people that are running their own businesses, um, that they feel guilty that they're taking some time out when they should be doing something else. Um or they've got 101 things and they're doing them in the house as well and it's everything kind of gets like clumped together so they either feel like they never have any time off or when they do they just feel guilty that they've taken that time off uh that yeah that sounds very valuable actually mm. just having that sounding board mm. in a way but you do you bring your principles of of the applied psychology then do you see that a lot with the people you're coaching? Absolutely. And I think, well, we always take well, uh, well-being is such a vast kind of topic and it gets banded around quite a lot. Oh, it's all about well-being and self-care and all of this stuff. But it's actually looking at the what's been proven scientifically. Um, and sometimes it is about, it is those old cliches of working smarter Um because we as humans we time everything so you know when you have those really really busy days and you have like six different things that you need to get done a lot of the time you're higher energy you get them all done um you're kind of on point you're doing this you're doing that you're less you kind of 
are stressed, but it's not that anxiety. Um, where sometimes when you've kind of got a whole day where you kind of like, oh, I need to get, I will get this done and I will get that done, you kind of end up wasting most of it and then end up cramming it into the last three hours between five and eight before you go to bed because you're kind of like, well, I've wasted all that day. So it's kind of putting in tricks to kind of so I love there there's lots of different timing methods but and it's you do have to take breaks but like setting your clock and saying right for the next 50 minutes I'm just going to do this task and actually time it um or I do this with housework because working from home you end up using a lot more stuff in your house you end up having to do more housework so I will give myself 15 minutes to clean the kitchen or 30 minutes to have breakfast, clean the kitchen and get to my desk. And I time it. And it's amazing how your brain kind of goes, okay, yeah, I can't waste time looking through Facebook or Instagram or this, that and the other. You kind of on point. Yeah, I I seem to be uh, getting a lot of um, adverts on Instagram for this motion app or something. It's AI one, which apparently is going to transform my life. So I I I might uh, look at that at some point, but I'd agree with you. And yeah, it's sometimes it's the more you can do, the more you can do. The more you do, the more you mm. can do. But but yeah, this is this is interesting. This now a lot of people are working from home. They do have a little bit more freedom, mm. but that ang- that weird psychology of feeling a bit anxious because you've got more freedom. <laughs> this is what I always wanted, and now I've got freedom. And now, why am I not enjoying the freedom mm. that we've all been craving for? It's really weird. It is, and I and the um one of the things that I'm looking at is that particular is devising um some workshops and well and courses around that both for um companies like managers and their staff and but also for people that are kind of working on their own at home and things like that is because a lot of the time the way that we've managed our time in the past has been very separate we've managed we've had our work to-do list because we've gone in the office and that's our to-do list and we've got our to-do list at home um where now we need to combine them um and we should be looking at it okay on a weekly basis being like okay what needs to get done next week and it is about that what needs to get done and then you put in your wants um i mean before that you kind of need to put in the the must do's like this stuff that yeah exactly (laughs) uh yeah absolutely pick your kids up from school you can't not do that so you kind of put in the the big bits first that are unchangeable and then you kind of put in the the stuff that you need to get done to move yourself forward and then you kind of have the wants and then I always have like um a list of five minute jobs um, that are nice to have so they could be mine are really really sad like wipe down the wipe down the door from where the dogs have come in and (laughs) got it muddy and things like that but they're five minute jobs where if I'm sitting there and I'm kind of feel like I'm procrastinating I'll be like right I'm gonna go do that five minute job completely switch off um, and then come back. Um, so I've ticked something else off my list, but it wasn't something really important. Um, and it wasn't something that I was going to get then taken away from the needs. Yeah. Um, but it's just something to keep that kind of energy up and 
Um, and also getting out and speaking to people. That's one thing we really need to, especially when you're working solely on your own, is that is a need. And I think people put it as a, a want or a nice to have, but actually that's a need. And you can get it from different ways, like walk down the road and get a coffee rather than making your coffee at home. Or for me, I've got four dogs. So mine is I take the dogs out for a walk, but I take them out for a walk when I know I'm going to see people, not first thing in the morning when no one else is out. It's it's just kind of making sure you kind of have those little yeah, interactions. It seems quite contrived, doesn't it? But mm. I, I would agree. I, I have to go out for a coffee and it's mm. £3, £3.50. <laughs> but like it's the investment in a bit of interaction with someone absolutely hopefully (laughs) absolutely but it is and it is that you've seen another human being that day um and I mean I'm sure we all remember in lockdown like I mean me and my husband were both working from home we were very very lucky I mean we ended up um changing the um, garage so my husband had no windows in his office but we were able to kind of separate and have two office spaces and still have our like kitchen and living room and um but we wouldn't see each other all day um and it was kind of weird because we were both working really really hard and then I might have talking uh, spoken to like one client on the phone or via teams or but it still was that I've really, really missed kind of having that human interaction and just having those kind of little conversations over a coffee machine that you kind of have at work or you have when you're out um, that you just don't have when you're working from home. And people forget that. Like when they're in the office, they, although they were there from nine to five, they still had where they went and got their coffee or they went and spoke to Janice about her weekend because they knew that she was going away. So even though you are you were at your desk for the majority of the time, you also got to have those social interactions. And it, I worked, funny enough, with a company during lockdown that they said, look, I feel like my team are struggling with like mentally, especially those that were working from home completely on their own. Um that they were like, can we do something? So we just used to run like three times a week. Uh, They were called like, we called them positive hours, but it was where literally it was get a cup of tea, get a cup of coffee, get a drink. And we're just going to have a chat about what's going well, what's not going well. And that was both home and at work. Um, There was no managers involved. It was just the team. Um, And it ended up being a really, really fun hour. And you got to like, they got to know each other because some of these people were being employed during lockdown. So they'd never met their team face to face. They didn't know that that person had children or that person was going through this but it was that what's going on in your life like how How did you manage to sell that idea uh or did someone come to you with it because that's really lovely to do Mm. and a a business owner deciding you know it's nothing to do it's just for people to chat there's Mm. no agenda here how do you manage to sell that to a business owner say you know that if you do this in the long run this will be good for your business yeah funny enough it was a guy that I met while dog walking so I yeah so obviously I got out a lot because obviously with with four dogs they still needed to be walked and it was a lifesaver for me so but the thing is in lockdown because you didn't have 
those natural interactions of talking to people. As soon as you saw someone, you were like, oh my God, there's some, a human even, being. Like, yeah. Three drivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of over, overcompensated, but actually it was a nice thing. And, and um, you ended up making friends. And this one guy, he, um, he had an office in London. So he had people from all over. Um, and he said, oh, I've got this team and they're doing great. But I just feel like we were talking about lockdown and mental health. Um, and I said, well, why don't you run something like this? And he was kind of looked at me and I said, or oh, explained like my background and where, and he was like, would you do it for me? Because he said, I feel like if I do it, he said a lot of the time I'm sat in my office at work because I need to be because of, he said, so the team kind of do their thing. Um, he said, so I feel like if I'm on the call or I do it, it's not going to get the same. And so I said, yeah. And funny enough, I did it for six months. And then it was a case of, OK, well, now you guys do it. You've seen some of the. Um, so we did it for six months. And now, obviously, it continued it for the rest of lockdown. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good. So, you, so have you got have you acquired customers from all sorts of places then like, like yes. that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's one is looking at where you're, where those people are um, and maybe even offering like free talks to different groups of people and in in the, you kind of hustle and um, talk to everyone. Anyone you meet could be potential client. Um, and then I think, um, and also look at the people you already know. So uh, friends and I mean, I was quite, um, I was quite lucky that we, I do have a a big group of friends so it's putting it out there saying like I'm now doing this do you know anyone that might be interested um and a few different things came in that way um so and also during that lockdown um I I even managed to get a job back on my master's course as a student support person um because again they were all stuck at home doing this amazing master's degree and funny enough on the back of the thing that I'd done with that guy I kind of was chatting to one of my old uh, module leaders and saying oh I've, I've done this thing it was really really effective she was like maybe the students need that and so it was I ended up kind so of going creating back creating products and then mm. sort of diversifying where you can put these products and and um your, but your it's a very I imagine it's very different to what you're doing in insurance then absolutely yes and, and yeah. the that whole thing about um when you're working it could be on social hours or it's it's not a structured is it you're mm. like you're you're pitching for different types of business and then you're getting it and then you're making networks it's, it's all like it, I, I imagine your day is quite hard to structure you don't have a, a standard week for you no but I love that I yeah. love I mean I'm and, and actually even in insurance although it was quite structured I actually managed um five of the major clients for an insurance company so actually my days were never the same okay even then so I was always, always very a good bit of autonomy yes and you've liked it yes yeah, yeah. and I think I think I like it and I never realised that people don't embrace autonomy. So, but it's actually a really powerful thing is um, kind of realising that you have more control over over stuff because I think a lot of people feel like life happens to them. And when you really grasp that thing of, okay, well, what can I do um, and how can I change it? Then it it's really empowering 
Well, so if like if someone listening is mm. in a full time job, uh, they've got a mortgage to pay. They feel like they you know the job market is a bit tough out there and and bills are high. I need to just not rock the boat. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make a change. I might want to, but like at the moment, I just want to keep my head down because mm. I've got lots of commitments. How would you? even start coaching someone like that with that mindset um I think it's first of all I think it's that understanding what they're taking away all their problems is where would they like to be in five years in 10 years like what where do they if they could so giving them some space to think about mm, that absolutely yeah. yep um and most people when they're trying to write their goals they will literally sit there with a piece of paper and they'll write down i want i want i want um well actually what you need to do is look at it holistically um and there's a really really good exercise that you can do um and it's um proven in research and stuff and even if nothing comes out of it actually it's a really positive exercise to do every now and again and I do it just before the new year so my next one will be in December sometimes and okay. um, and you for four days and it's meant to be consecutive days but if you miss one just catch up with it um, and you give yourself 20 minutes put a timer on and you ask yourself um, a, the question of um, if ever um, Basically, you ask it as if it's already been done. So I'm living a great life. All my all my goals have been accomplished. Um, it, I yeah, all my goals have been accomplished. Um, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Um, how like and then you literally just write what your life looks like for 20 minutes, and that can be some people like a little bit more. Um, structure to it in which case one day you could write about your career one day you could write about family and relationships one day about um, health and well-being um, I personally just like to just write and you write for 20 minutes without thinking about it um, and you do that on the same thing on four consecutive days and what you'll find the reason I like to write about the have no kind of concept is what I find is that by the fourth day I'm starting to really envisage what I want my life to look like what I want to um, nurture what I want to kind of let go of what I want to be doing with my time um, but because you're writing about every aspect of your life it becomes easier to identify that Yes, I do want to spend time with my family, but rather than see my family every day rushing around, I'm going to spend quality time. So I'm going to see my mum once every two weeks for an hour and we're going to go for lunch rather than seeing her for 20 minutes every other day and I'm in a rush and we're not, we don't talk, we don't do. So I think it kind of helps to solidify um, the biggest aspects. And what people will be really, really surprised about is that usually... It's, it is about nurturing those relationships. It is about kind of working differently at work. So they want to focus on, um, they want to focus on one part of their job rather than another. And that's what they enjoy. So that's the bit to work on. So even if you can't necessarily change your job tomorrow and you don't want to, you do have a choice maybe over some of that that work that you could maybe get involved in more and let go of some other stuff. Right, I will try that out this uh, this December <laughs> <Yeah>. then. 
that sounds good. That's, uh, it's, it, uh, do, how powerful do you think some of these things are? Have you seen um, when you've been working with your clients and mm. you've been doing exercises, them having breakthroughs like this? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we call them, I mean, in um, they call them the aha moment. So you suddenly see someone go, I didn't think about it like this. Or I didn't, it's like, especially with people that are doing a nine to five job, they, they've, whether it's society or culture or this that, and the other, they feel like their job should give them everything. Um, and they, that's where their purpose is. And that's where, but actually sometimes you can do an, uh, you can do a nine to five job, but have your purpose elsewhere. So it may well be that you'll go in there just to earn the money and you turn up and you do a good job and you do this, but you do, you don't allow it to take over all your energy, but your purpose is somewhere else. Your purpose is a a side hustle or your purpose is um, volunteering or so you can incorporate those things that you want um without it having to take up too much energy it may take up a little bit more time but it doesn't necessarily have to take up you can kind of say I do a good job I can do my job with my eyes closed I've been doing it for years so why is that why is that stressful why don't you use that energy for for something that's going to bring you I think that's a really good point is um that and for relationships Mm -hmm. as well that that one person's not going to give you everything Mm -hmm. That job, that one job's not going to give you everything. So, what's stopping you from having? I know time is probably mm. the only thing that's stopping you. But, <laughs> but yeah, what's stopping you from getting fulfilment from other people and other other interests? And I think that that penny drop for me. I was I was putting too much focus on the job mm. and getting disappointed with the job and not being able to get out of that job. <laughs> and yeah, that's a really good point. Absolutely. And sometimes it's just kind of changing that. Um, yeah. And if you if you expect, it's your expectations of, of that thing or that person. And sometimes it's changing that expectation. You're not going to get everything you want from just one thing. Um, that may be why I've got four dogs, because one's really obedient, <laughs> one's really... But no, but I mean, it's, but it's like with even, like, even my husband, like, I mean... Um, give you an example like last weekend I went away with friends and we ended up in this really really cheesy bar and dancing around now cheesy music is not his thing so I'm never gonna well he would probably come and then stand at the end of the bar with a really really sad face but so it's about you can get your enjoyment with other people with other yeah we'll dance the cheesy music absolutely (laughs) so um and I think it is about your expectations um, and sometimes it's just looking at it and thinking, yeah, that's what I want from that bit of my life. And that's what I want from that bit of my life. Um, and sometimes the people always talk about like work-life balance. And I think now we need to look at that holistically. You need to be able to balance. You just need to be able to feel that you are looking after. I, I think it's more about looking after your well-being, getting your needs met Um having that energy to do the stuff that you want um and it's not necessarily about the balance between the two but it's kind of fitting it in to all of it yeah so in your business Mm. have you built it up to a level where you can kind of support yourself and see that revenue every month that can support you and, and get you to do the things you want to do 
Absolutely, yeah. I feel probably I'd say this year has been the the breakthrough. I think with um, lockdown, there was a lot of hustling. There was a lot of, um, but now I feel, I think I I now feel that I know the clients that I work well with. So yeah. you can then go and find those exact clients and they're going to resonate with you quicker than the work like so when you first start out you might go to 10 clients and out of those 10 one will resonate with you and come back to you where now I know where that one client was and how and how I can kind of um sell it it is a, a sale but um yeah how I can kind of talk to them and what they need and so it means that when I now talk to five clients I'll probably get four out of those five so those bits they those that were the a bits while, that did it to, absolutely and uh, not that's Ricky's a few frogs that sounds a bit rude <laughs> but w- were there some people that it just didn't connect with them and mm. you you had to just um I think it's like personal training. Anyone that's offering a personal service, you're really vulnerable because you're putting yourself, you or out there, and mm. you go, look, this is what I do. Yeah. Are you interested? And they don't really like the look of you. <laughs> do you. Did you have to go through those feelings? Well, you seem like quite a confident person, but did you have to go through some of that rejection? And... Absolutely. And also the other way round is that I learned very quickly um, is not to say yes to everybody that wants to work with you either because you can then end up in a situation where you're you don't fit like it's it is like any relationship um their way of working doesn't resonate with your way of working um and you end up not doing or you feel like you're not going to do as good a job because they're pushing you down one way and that's not that's not the kind of person that you are um so it's also easier now that I'll I'll meet people and it's the other way around it's like do you know what I think you're going to be better off with this kind of person or going for this kind of um approach um and I sometimes I can recommend people and sometimes I'll be like look you need to go and look at somebody that more is selling this and this is what you need and so for example in um kind of the business coaching stuff is I I'm not a marketer I'm not so if they need someone that is going to just keep them accountable to make sure that they're posting every day or they're doing this or they know all the tricks and all of that it's that isn't me you need to go and go to a coach that is about selling and upselling and developing and to be fair I've worked with someone like that I think um I don't know everything so I also need to go and find people that can support me um as well as me support other people um so it is knowing about your own boundaries um and not trying to cross them because you're not going to do yourself any favors and you're definitely not going to do your clients any favors because you're not going to give them the the value that they deserve yeah yeah so what what are your hopes for your your business now and I was going to talk about business model actually that it's a good one for you can work from home Mm. you do have to go out there and and sell yourself a bit Mm. and so you I guess you need to be a certain type of person so this might not be sort of the right business for say an introverted person Mm. would you say I think I yeah I think you need to have the confidence to talk to people um but I also think that if you're even if you're an introvert I think as long as you're passionate about what you're selling and you believe in it, 
then there are ways that you can because you completely it's, if it's authentic to you um then you will be able to talk about it it's just probably the the events or the the way that you sell it would be slightly different okay, okay. um but i think if you're passionate about something um then i definitely think um you can sell it it may just be a little bit harder and you may need someone to keep you accountable to do those sales and things like because that the but harder bits for you absolutely yeah. but um there, i mean there are i mean especially in if you're going to sell a service there are quite a few different um websites and stuff like that that you can actually put your services on um, and people can approach you and then you can kind of sell the way you want so you can either do it over the phone or a video call or you can so there are different ways it's just finding your way of doing it and do you think everyone can benefit from having a coach then I, I do I mean um, that's selfishly but um, <laughs> but no I think I think the difference is, is that, I mean, we've all got great friends to talk, like, if you've got great friends and people say, well, I don't need to, I've got a good, like, wife or husband or my friends or my family. But actually, what you're paying for um, in terms of coaching is you're paying for their knowledge um, and they're not going to tell you what to do. That's not what coaching is about. It's about asking the right questions or um, reviewing where you are now um, for you to be able to move forward and for you to be able to solve your own problems. Because I do believe that we've all made it this far. Like a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh my God, my business, like I've, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. And, I've, and I'm like, but you've survived, like you're here, you're now. So then it's about taking what what has been working really, really well and emphasising those bits and then taking the bits that aren't working so well and either ditching them um, because uh, or really retrying to do it in a different way, one that's more authentic to them or um, maybe, I mean, a lot of people kind of come and say, oh, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's like, that's great. And I've done the same, but they're the bits that I'm really good at and I excel in. And then these bits I take because I'm worried I'm not going to earn enough money just from this bit. Um, and it is about emphasising one and dialing the other one down. Yeah. Um, and it's just allowing yourself to do that. So, okay, next month I might not necessarily earn as much as I did the previous month, but this is then to, by month five or six, I'm then back up and earning more. So having that confidence to make mm. that early decision. I'm just thinking back to one in our small business that we run and just saying no to one customer, which suddenly gave you the freedom to focus on all the other customers because that customer was a problem one. Yeah. And it's massive, massively, um, that was really um, significant how doing that, but just talking that through with someone about why, you know, how much is that worth? you know why are you doing it can you live an extra live without that extra thousand pounds and uh yeah. just being aware of that as well rather than just going i need to get as much as i can <laughs> absolutely and also i mean you can look at that in life as well um like especially when you're starting out and you've got just enough money and all of this and what people are like yeah but I'm now working from home um especially women working from home and when they've got kids and they've got the house to look after um they feel because they're working from home they should do everything 
because they're at home all the time. Um, and they end up doing um, the the cooking and the cleaning and they're picking the kids up and this and that. Um, and then you start to break it down. When you're working for yourself, you need to break it down and work out how much your hour is worth. So if your hour is worth £50 or £80 and you can pay someone to do it for less than what your hour is worth, then it's maybe worth spending that money and then spending that hour doing the stuff that you really need to get done to be able to earn that £80 rather than doing something that you could pay someone 20 or £25 to do. And I think it is hard, especially when you're starting out. And the same with things like websites or branding and all that thing, you try and do it all yourself. Well, it then takes you weeks where you can literally contact someone um, and they could do it for you. Yes, there is a fee. Um, but what that does is that means you've got they do it in a couple of days, which means you're up and running quicker. That yeah, you're, yeah. Um, and I like to see this as in like coaching or like all the stuff that I do is that it's taken that hour out. Sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's bi-weekly, sometimes it's once a month, but it's taken that hour out where you can just sit down and strategize. Um, and that one hour or sometimes two hours means that you're in a better position and you know what you need to work on. Um, rather than not taking that hour or two hours out and then still being overwhelmed and, and not really getting anything done. So it is sometimes, yes, it is another expense, but actually it usually means that you get to where you want to quicker. Yeah, and then I guess you could look at, well, it's that expense or it's mm. something else. Yeah, mm. something else that's hidden that you can't see. Like, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And so what? who are your customers? You know, you said you went through that process of mm. deciding who your customer was. Who, who who are the kind of people you want to work with now? And you know, definitely yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely no as well. Who, who are the definite no's? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, um, it's about working with people that want to maximise, um, w- want to work smarter. They want to incorporate their home and work life together. Um, or they have to. Um, and it's about, um, people that kind of want to, it's small businesses as well. Those businesses where they realize that it's no longer, they expect their staff to be there from nine to five, that it is about, um, there is a huge shift and change and that what they need to do now is give that autonomy back to their employees and say, right, this is the work that needs to be done and this is the work that you need to do. How you get it done and when you get it done is completely down to you as long as it gets done. Um, and they're the kind of um, companies that I want to work with because I think it then means that your staff are going to feel better. They're going to have better well-being. They're going to be able to go to the gym at lunchtime and not feel guilty about it. Um, they're going to be able to pick their kids up from school, feed them, do their homework with them, and then they're going to maybe log on for an hour after to finish off. And what you'll probably find is your productivity will increase. Um, like I was saying, time, yes, you all have the same 24 hours in the day, but it's some people use that time very very cleverly and some people waste half of it um and i think it is kind of working out how you can use that time 
to the maximum. So it is about, okay, that task will take me an hour. When am I going to fit it in? And this is when someone does a to-do list, right? You write a to-do list, but you never put how long that task is going to take. And that's what people need to start doing because what they'll find is, is that those big chunky stuff is the stuff that they need to put in their diaries, that they need to make sure that they've got the time and the headspace. But those half hour jobs, they could probably, as long as they know when it needs to be done by, so if it's done by the end of the week, they can on the day or when they kind of think, oh, that took less time, I've got another half an hour, they can then look at their to-do list and think, I can just fit that in. I'm quite happy to do that. And people don't do that. They... So are you a massive mm. to-do list person? Not necessarily to-do list. I do a to-do list once a week. Do you? On yeah. a Sunday? Um, I sometimes do it on a Friday um, afternoon, um, ready for like the next week. Um, and I'll sometimes have a Saturday, Sunday stuff that I want to get done. Um, but that's usually personal stuff. Um, but yeah, a Friday or sometimes a Sunday night is quite nice. Um, but I write down a whole, what I want to get done in the week. Then I'll write down where the deadline. So some of those things may need to be done by Tuesday. They may need to be done by Wednesday or most of the time it is as long as it's done within that week. Um, and then I put the app, how long it's going to take me Re- and be realistic about it. Um, and then I put in the big chunky ones, the ones that are going to really move me forward in first. Um, and they're kind of the ones that I call my needs. And then I put in the wants. So the ones that I kind of think, yeah, I want to have done that by the end of the week. And then you'll find there's a few other ones. Um, quite often it's like, oh, I need to send an email to that person or I need to do that. They're five minute jobs, 10 minute jobs. Um, and they're usually just fitted in. So rather than kind of, I don't like to see, a lot of people like to fill their calendar and every hour is filled with something else. Actually, that's quite overwhelming. So it's just about having those big blocks in there, the ones that are unmovable, the meeting that you've you've arranged that you're not going to move, the um, that big task that you need to get done by the end of the week. They're the ones. And then you'll have a little bit more time in between. So you can start to see how you can work your life around. So I always like to take an hour out every afternoon to walk the dogs. Um, It's nice. It gives me my breathing space. Um, It gives me time to think. It gives me time to reflect. Um, So that for me is a want, but I really, really do try and make sure it happens. Uh, Where other people, it may well be, they want to spend the hour with their children when they come home from school or um so it is putting those in but making sure there are gaps that when things go wrong or suddenly something else comes in you can fit it in without going oh my god my whole week is messed up then getting into that procrastination and then kind of I call it like that you're you're in so much fear that you do nothing yeah so it's a confusion yes Yeah. yeah Yeah, and there's something about age, isn't there, where I don't know if you procrastinate less when you get older or something, or you just get a bit more clarity Mm. about Mm. what you want. Because I feel like I work like that now, but I didn't do that 10 years ago, and I kind of wish I'd done that way of working like 10, 15 years ago, (laughs) or just known what I know now, like a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, sometimes it's just that we have more to do now, 
yeah. that we kind oh, of fit forced, it in. You're, forced, you're to forced to kind of do it. So yeah. you have to be a better planner. You have to be better at time management. Um, but I do say try not to, especially um, try not to multitask. So it is a case of when you're when you're taking a break, take a break. Don't take a break and then start replying to emails. Or when you're um, uh, yeah, when you're kind of picking the kids up, don't take a business call. Like it's those try to do one task at a time and be present and be available. Um, because I think one, you'll enjoy it more. Two, it's less stressful. And three, you don't end up with that okay, what did they say on that call? And like, as like, you're trying to do dinner and things like that. So you are present and you'll probably find that things become easier because you're not forgetting things. You're not overwhelmed. So do you think you found your calling in in this area? Do you think this is what you meant to do? (laughs) (laughs) And I probably ask myself this every six months. I think everyone that runs their own company, I think you go through at least two, three times a year, like, shall I just go back and and a nine to five and do it? But no, this is, yeah, this is what I meant to do. Um, And I learn something new every day. Um, And I think one of my big things about life is like, be curious, like, like ask those questions and I think this is what makes me good at what I do is that there's no judgment everybody everybody has their own lives and it is exactly that and it's about being curious and getting them curious about their own lives um so I I mean one 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 person that I'm working with they were like I love working from home this that and the other but I can't stop eating I like I feel like I should go back to and go back to an office because I'm putting on weight and I'm doing this (laughs) and I'm doing that and it was like it was just getting curious about okay so why is it that you're eating more what is it and sometimes it can be okay when I take my break, I always go to the kitchen. Well, it's then easier to eat. So it's like, why you're taking the break? Not so much now, it's cold, but she'd go and get her tea and go in the garden and potter around the garden rather than pottering around the kitchen. So it's it's kind of getting curious as to why you're doing these things. And a lot of the stuff, us, us as humans, we do them automatically without even thinking about them. So it's that kind of getting in and getting curious about why yeah, I, you know, that going back to right to the beginning about the sort of forced change, mm. redundancy, which is really, and maternity, redundancy, <laughs> maternity, there's all these moments in life where you're suddenly, your habits stop. You just, like, how can you kind of like um, orchestrate that without having to get pregnant or, <laughs> uh, or, uh, or uh, lose your job? Like, how can you sort of really stop a habit? I mean, I know I moved house once and that stopped a certain habit, like just because I was in a different environment. But a good point someone raised to me was, what if you can't change your environment? How can you change yourself? Like, Yeah, sometimes you can change the environment without you even realising it. So, um, so for instance, snacking, for example, um, what you'll find is that there is usually a trigger to your behaviour and it's about identifying that trigger um, or it could well be, I mean, people go to the supermarket and they'll, I don't know, they'll buy a packet of biscuits because they've always bought a packet of biscuits and then during the week they eat them. Well, if you don't buy that packet of biscuits and it's not in the cupboard and you can't eat them, 
then that's one way to kind of break the habit or to change it around. So if the biscuits are always kept in that cupboard on the left, and you automatically, before you even know it, you've got a biscuit in your hand, well, change it, move it to a different cupboard. or So you have to think about it before you do it. Yeah. Um, and making it, when you're trying to break a bad habit, it's about putting in as much resistance as you possibly can. And when you want to introduce a good habit, it's about making it as easy as you can so um I know that I well my dogs do keep me accountable if I don't walk them in the morning they're going to nag me until I do but my big thing is is I have my clothes out for walking the dogs so before I even notice it I'm already dressed for walking the dogs um and so I might as well walk them whether it's rain snow sunshine all the rest of it so it's about putting in as as little resistance for the good things but when it's a bad thing that you want to change it's putting in as much resistance as possible Mm. um so um i know someone that wanted to uh, someone wanted to stop going on social media so much so what they did was they got um someone that they trusted that wasn't going to go on their social media to change the password to their social media every monday morning wow (laughs) so basically they didn't want to go on social media until the weekend so what they did they couldn't get into it and to be able to get into it they'd have had to go and get the password then change the password so it was one of these where there was so much resistance to it that um they um ended up not using social media as much but then come friday where they could spend their time at the weekend doing it so it sounds a bit extreme but it's it's just a way of like working out what your trigger is and most of the time with social media on our phones we're we're on it before we even think about it so um maybe take the app off so every time to get onto it you have to log on don't remember the password and so you kind of then get in the habit of it's not worth going on right now i haven't got that time yeah no all really good tips so (laughs) perhaps we can finish off with maybe your your what what might be in your December kind of scribblings for the future sure yeah so um I like to so in December everyone starts their um like they all decide new year new goals and that's great there is actually a scientific reason when to start goals and it is actually like a new year springtime a Monday like there is something about our brains that like it works when it's we see it as a new um so but it's about preparing for it so in december what i like to do is recap on my year so what has gone really well what didn't go so well what are the things that i want to do more of what are the things that i want to do less of um and the things you want to do more of get them booked in so if you do want to even personal stuff so if you do want to spend more time with family maybe get it in the diary um maybe um but yeah start to look at what's gone well what hasn't what you want to let go of um and then start to I will do my best like my four days of writing um which helps me look at everything holistically um and there's no judgment to it I'm just free writing 
And then what I do is go back and review what are the key things that stood out. Maybe it's something that I repeated every day or it was something that I was really, really passionate about. Um, I'll highlight those things. Um, look at my own values, like look at the person that I am. What um, what do I want to take into the new year with me? Um, the clients that I maybe want to attract, um, the activities that I want to do. Um, so it's is about what I was passionate about and what what was I passionate about last year that maybe I'm not so passionate about this year, but maybe those have changed. So. And that's another thing about dropping goals mm-hmm. and things. So something you said, oh, I, want, I wanted to be this. Yeah. Do I actually, am I chasing a goal I really <laughs> think I'm said, I've said to everyone I want to do, but actually maybe I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. it is about let, being able to go, do you know what? That would have served me really, really well, but things have changed. Um, and sometimes it's not necessarily letting go of the whole goal, but it's just changing it slightly. So um, it could be, it's not quite the what I was envisaging, but actually that's my new, my new aim. Um, I mean, for years I had mindfulness on my on my I want to introduce um meditation into my daily life and every day I'd get to the end of the day and go tomorrow tomorrow Mm. and then I realized actually what there are different ways to do meditation so now it is about my dog walk I go and and that's my time for my for me to think I don't listen to music I don't do all those things it's time for my brain to kind of process stuff I really like yoga so that's another time so rather than force myself to do something that is probably never going to get done and I beat myself up about it just change it a little bit where else can I do that thing or get the same thing but just doing it in a different way brilliant and 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 has there been some moments in your in your coaching journey where you've said this this is this has all been worth it I guess it's working with clients and seeing them change and absolutely yeah absolutely I think it's those moments where people they you'll work with them I mean it, it all depends on the person some some people I've worked with for like coming up a few years and other people I work with for like six to eight sessions um, and it's that where they kind of at the end of it go, do you know what? This is where I feel like things have changed or like I've got a different perspective or I'm really, really excited about this now, which I wasn't before. And they're the things that really give you that. Yeah, OK, it's worth doing um, and it's worth all the hustle and and getting out there. Brilliant. Thank you, Claire. I found that really useful for life for maybe some business plans and um, hopefully everyone else did. Thank you for sharing your story and lots of tips and advice. And I'll definitely be doing that December 20 minutes. And I think I need to get a stop, a timer, don't I? With, yes. Or, well, do it, on the, on, do it on the phone. But yeah, I, I think I need to do that, especially for cleaning. <laughs> yes, cleaning but, game changer. Yeah. Only 15 minutes to clean the kitchen now <laughs> rather than... Brilliant. Thank you very much, Claire. No worries. Thank you for having me.